Next on BYU Sports Nation, Fred Warner to the 49ers. San Francisco trades up to pick the star linebacker. What do you expect in his rookie season? Who else signed free agent or minicamp contracts and what the Browns did with Kainakua? Plus, Nick Emery says he's back with BYU basketball, but in his words, he's better. And a cash money football kicker joins us. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is the final day of April. Mm. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with 12-second movie reviewer Jerem Jordan. Tomorrow it's going to be May. Plus, I'm giving my 12-second movie review of Avengers Infinity War coming up in about 30 minutes. There are some movies that are so big that I wonder if you can even fit some form of what would do the movie justice into 12 seconds. Well, that's why there's the, on a scale of Jake Heaps to Jimmer Fredette. Okay. After. Okay. You Gives me more time to define it. You've found your athlete that you're going to compare Avengers Not Infinity War to. Not only an athlete, but an athlete in a specific season. Wow. Wow. I'm going all out, man. You don't do 18 movies to get to this 12-second movie review. Marvel, that is, not me. For nothing. 30 minutes away, 12-second movie review. If that's not keeping you, let sports keep you. Huge show today (laughs) following the NFL draft. We've got BYU basketball news. Let's get to it. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The San Francisco 49ers trade up to the 70th overall pick of the NFL draft to select Fred Warner as the sixth pick of the third round. Good morning, San Francisco. The NFL dream is reality. Warner was the 49ers' first defensive selection of the draft, and their official team website said, quote, Get you a guy who can do it all. Amen. In regard to choosing Warner. Jerem, what is your reaction to Fred Warner being drafted in the third round by the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, I'm very excited. I think the third round's a great spot. We had been speculating as high as two, as low as four, probably. So he lands right in the middle. There's some holdover from the 90s 49er fans uh, associated with Brigham, with Steve Young. So I think a lot of BYU fans already kind of naturally like the Niners in some degree, right? Up-and-coming team at a really strong Finish to the season with Jimmy Garoppolo. I get to watch him twice a year against the Seahawks. The 49ers run a 4-3. Ourlads.com has Warner as the backup middle linebacker to Ruben Foster right now. But Foster is in court today dealing with a domestic violence case. 49ers GM John Lynch and Coach Kyle Shanahan have both said they don't intend on keeping Foster if found guilty. So potentially there's an opportunity for Fred Warner to play a lot If not, start right away. I am really excited for Fred. Wow, Fred Warner, a potential starter in San Francisco because of situations. And if he doesn't, I think he's going to play a lot. He's very versatile. Is he? he, He's listed as a Mike or middle linebacker right now. He played outside the whole time at BYU, so I think he can fit where they need him. Do whatever they need him to do. Big safety, like was discussed a few days ago. And that's exactly the type of defense that the 49ers play. They like athletic guys. And Fred Warner is a guy that can defend the hybrid tight end, wide receiver. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys that he can't guard. 
It's a great move. Great landing spot. Perfect fit for that defensive scheme. I love that John Lynch is his general manager. I like John Lynch. Like the second-year GM going after Fred. Like so much pride, too, as a BYU guy, seeing Fred be drafted and early in the first three rounds. It's always good to have guys picked in day one or two. I love the unpredictability of the draft as well. Oh, it's a crapshoot. I read so many different articles and things on Fred Warner. I know you put out like your top five and two sleepers. Yes, yes. Niners weren't in there. Like, it's just part of the deal, dude. They were great smoke screen put up by the 49ers who had gone public saying they liked a number of other linebackers. Don't believe anybody when they tell you those. Come on. But they trade up to steal what it. What seemed like the Miami Dolphins were going to do at number 72 is take Fred Warner. And the Niners trade up to number 70 and pull him out from underneath the Dolphins. I loved it. I loved the move. And I know he's excited. He's in California. He's a California kid. Yes, he is. From the San Diego area, just going up north there. Let's go. In addition to Fred Warner, five other players received free agent opportunities. Micah Hanneman with the Browns, Jonah Trenman with the Cardinals, Tomasi Laulile with the Colts, and minicamp invites for Tijon Caroma from the Titans and Tanner Baldry from the Cardinals. Spencer, which one of the free agent signees and camp invites has the best chance to stick? I really like Jonah Trinneman getting picked up by the Arizona Cardinals because I know they value special teams players and a lot of speed on special teams. But for me, the answer is Tomasi Laulile. Mm. He's an NFL body with freakish athleticism. Is there a spot for... That guy in the NFL somewhere? Was he underused at BYU then, based on that criteria? Well, he didn't play his entire last year because of a situation that... Because of whatever. Yeah, uh, didn't allow him <laughs> to play, team rules, whatever. He's got an NFL body, and he's freakishly athletic. I want someone to say that of me, like when I'm at the swimming pool. Man, that guy's got an NFL body. I think he'll be on the Indianapolis Colts practice squad after fall camp. I think he has the best chance of all of the guys that... We're not drafted and signed contracts of some sort to to make it last. Okay. I'm not going with Hanneman because the Browns have cut multiple Cougars in the past two seasons. We'll on that in a moment. I'll go with Tijon Caromo with the Titans. I'm surprised he didn't get a straight-up free agent deal, but now he has a mini-camp invite. It's hard to be the mini-camp invite guy and stay with the team and then make the 53 and or practice squad. Colby Pearson did this with the Packers, so I think maybe Tijon Caromo could show out uh, well, when he plays, because let's be honest, if you just look at kind of his hide and his reach and whatever, obviously he's strong. But he may lack in a few of those areas where on the field he can show himself better. Because, listen, the combine stuff is nice. It's all about what you do on the field. Like, Jonah Treneman's going to have to prove himself in practice more than the combine. The combine got him with the Cardinals, okay? One TD catch in two years did not get him with the Cardinals. It was the combine. So I think Tijon Chrome is a guy who, when he plays, they say, man, this guy is really good when we need him to be good. Not in the weight room per se, although he is strong, but out on the field. He's just an effective blocker, good communicator. He's a good center. The Colts are going to challenge Tomasi Lalile's work ethic. If he's willing to put in the work because of what he's been given, God given. Because he has been given much, he too must give the Colts. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to that. Like, are you willing to put in the work day in and day out? I think he is. The NFL Draft Weekend produced the following numbers for the BYU football program as we have laid out. One official draft pick, three undrafted free agent signings, and two mini camp invites. Jerem, which of the former BYU Cougars ended up in the best 
NFL situation. Well, none, because none were drafted by the Seahawks. But I think that Fred Warner could start right away or play a lot if he does not. I think it's Fred. If I have to go with another guy, I hope it's Jonah Trenneman. I hope there's a connection between the disenchanted Josh Rosen at quarterback for the Cardinals and Jonah Trenneman. I think there were that nine would be mistakes fun. made ahead of me. Really? You're saying all those guys are mistakes? Come on, man. That's a little uh, that's a little too heady for my taste. But I think Fred Warner's situation is the best one. He's in a position to play and play right away, whereas all the other guys have some work to do just to make the team. It's Fred Warner, hands down. When a team trades up to get you, clearly they want you. And with the situation that you just laid out, the linebacker scenario in San Francisco, he's got a chance not just to play and contribute. He might, he might start a few games this year. It's Fred Warner. I went to San Francisco during the bye week last year, and I was at a, a certain museum, and Reuben Foster was there as well. I got into the elevator, and someone's like, did you just see Reuben Foster? Well, he might not be there. We'll see. And if, if he is, Fred Warner's still going to be okay. But, yeah, I think Fred's in a really good spot. I, I, I think it's great because a lot of BYU fans congregate in the, in the Pacific time zone are going to enjoy watching Mr. Warner play. On the Niners. It's and awesome. it's fun as the buildup continues to talk to all of the beat writers from those specific teams. Who's going to make the team? In Fred Warner's case, how much is he going to contribute to his team in right. number one? Like yeah. The buildup is a lot of fun. Hey, Friday night at 11.23 p.m. When Nick Emery tweets, it's always between, it's between 11 and like 4 a.m. Nick Emery tweeted, official, I'm coming back. This is the, the biggest thing since Michael Jordan tweeted something similar if Twitter had existed. He went on to say, Emory, that is. I have never been happier and healthier. Little did I know that my small ounce of faith would become one of the biggest blessings in my life today. I may have been torn to pieces, but with those pieces, I figured out how to build an incredible puzzle. So, hater or believer, I'm finishing my college basketball career at BYU. I owe it to my teammates and coaches. I owe it to Cougar Nation. I owe it to my friends and family who have been there every step of the way. And I owe it to myself. Go Cougs! Spencer, what is your reaction to Nick Emery's post declaring... His intentions to return to BYU. With arms wide open, come back to BYU, Nick. That's my initial reaction. Creed drop. BYU needs him. With Elijah Bryant leaving, the Cougars have a huge void to fill on the guard line. It seems like Emery is the clear leader to fill most of that void. You can't just replace Elijah Bryant and what he did. But right, he's not the same physical makeup. Nick but. Emery is a good start. Yes, There are some details to be worked out. I hope it all falls into place for the sake of BYU basketball, and now there are more difficult schedules. And also, I love that Nick says in his release, I'm back, but not only am I back, I am better. I hope that rings true for Nick. Yeah, I, I really do. Yeah, I hope he's okay, because th- this was his redshirt year, literally. And his in- him saying he's coming back means that there was a chance that he wasn't. There was a chance that he wouldn't come back. I don't think that uh, some people thought that initially, but... And they are just that. Their intentions to return. He's got to get into school. And then the question becomes for me, like, is he good to go? Like, what, what role with the dormant NCAA investigations do, the, do those play once he's back? Well, we will find out. Uh, from an on-court perspective, fantastic, right? He's going to be a 12 to 16-point score a game. Elijah Bryan averaged 18. I think TJ Haas could benefit from this, certainly already built in. Uh, an old teammate and friend. I think that Nick Emery provides a good defensive boost for BYU as well. He's a good on-ball defender. He's a good teammate. I think this is nothing but good for BYU unless there's some issue that we don't see with NCAA investigations coming up. I hope that everything works out for everybody.
with how it has played out and with what he said, I don't anticipate, and this is me totally speculating, that there will be anything significant from the NCAA. I don't think Ooh, that, really hard to know. Yeah, I don't think that Nick and BYU would collaborate for him to come back if there were going to be something significant. That's a good point. Now, if there was going to be an issue and BYU knew it, like would you welcome Nick Emery back, knowing that it may affect not just Nick but BYU? We don't know what's going to go down with this because the NCAA was in the middle of investigations apparently when Nick Emery dropped out. And then the NCA didn't have to make a quick declaration of what's going to happen before the season. Because he's not playing. Because he dropped out right before the season. In fact, I believe it was the day before the season started. So there's, there's some unanswered questions there. But this I know, that if, if, if that can be taken care of in a, in a good way, that Nick Emery on the court is, is a fantastic addition to BYU Hoops. BYU is thorough, and I just don't think that they would walk into a bear trap, if you will. Unless I don't know what the NCAA is going to say, and they haven't gotten an answer. That's an option as well. Back to football. The Cleveland Browns announced this morning they are waiving second-year safety Kainakua. This comes as a bit of a shocker. What happens now? After the dust settles, Jerem, will Kainakua land on another NFL team this season? Yes, he played in all 16 games. Like, this is a guy with experience, right? And what's up with the Browns and BYU guys? Mitch Matthews, elite, what? Jordan Leslie, Kainakua, Micah Hanneman just signed a free agent deal. So I'm like, oh, the Browns? Tanner Baldery? Like, is <laughs> that's a tough spot for the Brighamites right now. But I do think that Kainakua is going to land somewhere else. Right now, he's... He's, a, uh, he's cheap financially. He's a good commodity. He's only a year out of college. He's still young. He's got some skill. I think he lands somewhere pretty quick. He'll be on at least a practice squad when the season begins. At least. 16 games of experience. And 14 tackles. Here's a guy that played against the top-level talent in the NFL. He didn't play with the top-level talent, but he played against he the He played talent. against it, right? <laughs> Look, he earned his way on. I, you know, and for whatever reasons, the Browns say, look, we've signed a quarterback. We just went through the entire draft. We feel like we want to move in a different direction, and you don't fit our style. Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually really happy for Kainakua today because he's not on the Browns. That doesn't mean that Kai. Congratulations, Kai. You're not on the Browns. That's a good thing. Doesn't have a fit somewhere else. Yeah. Go somewhere else where he can actually thrive. And perhaps this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to Kainakua. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be with the Browns, dude. The Browns are a joke. He's a football player. From the moment that I saw him, day one in BYU football fall camp, I thought, now there. You fell in football love. I did, and I think I said it to you. I was like, I really like kind of cool. I'm in love, and I was like, that's great. We're watching practice. Like, what? Oh, oh, football love. Well, and I. It, this is getting weird. You're right. It has resonated. <laughs> kind of cool is going to find a home. If that's going to happen. He won't be homeless. Fred Warner has a new home in San Francisco. Our question of the day. What do you expect out of Mr. Warner in his rookie season with the 49ers? First response in from at Price Tyson 97530. I expect him to lead the NFL in sacking quarterbacks. Whoa, that'd be awesome. And in tackling and recovering and getting fumbles and interceptions. Well, at least the standard's low to start. So an MVP-type yeah. season yeah. for Fred Warner. Hey, I'll take one of each. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
If he has a sack <laughs> means and the buffet. Fred Warner dude, recovers a this, fumble and, and has an interception, yeah. that would be a very successful. Be, just one of those things. Oh, that'd be dope. Coming up, my 12-second movie review of Avengers Infinity War. Did it live up to the hype? Plus, he kicks 50-plus yard field goals on the regular and documents it on social media for all to see. He's on his way to BYU. Cash Money Peterson, Peter Munn, rather, joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, watch the BYU softball team host Utah Valley on KBYU at 8 Eastern time. Three weeks ago, BYU won 11-0 in five. So if that happens again, it'll be about an hour and 15 minutes. Ladies coming off a sweep in conference of St. Mary's. Mary's. And they play today at Southern Utah. 13-0 win on Saturday. To cap it off. Yeah. Nice. Right. They play today on the road, and then they come back and play tomorrow at home. Let's go. They're busy, man. Let's go. Busy. Welcome back. We are busy on BYU Sports Nation, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation rolling on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN, whenever and wherever you would like to converse with us. Our question of the day. What do you expect out of Fred Warner in his rookie season with the 49ers? At one bald Cairo Doc tweets in. In the beginning, lots of special teams play. Then midseason, he'll see a lot of regular defensive inside linebacker play. He just seems to get better at everything as time goes on. Look where he started and look when he was drafted. Dude just learns quickly, and the dude is a stud. Uh, I agree with all of those things. I do think he could play at linebacker a little quicker than you think. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to be primarily special teams early on. No, I, th- I think... Especially if there are some... Right, if Legal Ruben Foster is not Ruben retained, yeah. Fred Warner's going to be in the mix, dude. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We always welcome your responses, and we'll get to more of those later during Voice of the Nation. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Cash Peterman, who is an internet sensation, who posts himself kicking 50-plus, sometimes 60-yard field goals on the regular. You got a little bit of a rivalry with Skyler South. And I, I like love this. it. I love it. I like Cash, it. it's great to have you on the show. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Cash, what kind of response are you getting from BYU fans and teammates when you post yourself kicking field goals? I always get great responses from the BYU fans. I always seem really excited. That's how I got in contact with Johnny and Skyler. And Johnny actually came down and was training for his pro day with my kicking coach. So I got to kick with him and meet him on all that. And I'm planning on kicking with Skyler this summer sometime too, so that's fun. And I, I also always love hearing from the U fans, all the little, you'll, you'll never be good as Matt Gay, stuff like that. <laughs> I'm taking that to heart. <laughs> Well, Matt Gay was pretty good, but uh, yeah, that, and that's a whole other story, right, with BYU. But so J- Johnny Linehan, did he go to Arizona to train with your kicking yeah. coach? Gotcha. Yeah, he just needed to get ready for his pro day, so yeah. it was great getting down there, talking to him, learning the rugby style sort of stuff like that. Awesome. So you you uh, plan to come to BYU this fall? Are you going to come in the summer? When will you get here? Oh no, I'll be going on a mission first. Mission first, okay. We were looking forward to this mm-hmm. Skyler Southam versus Cash Peterman uh, fall camp kicking, but he'll get a couple of years, and then there may be an opportunity for you after that, right? Yeah, that's the plan. When do you put in your papers? So I 
just finished putting in my papers. I should be leaving in August sometime. Nice. Get back mm-hmm. for fall camp. That's the goal. Until then, just continue to maximize the gram and Twitter. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. keep up the rivalry going to Skyler South. We love it. Do you hope you go stateside so you have some field goal posts on uh, preparation day? Yeah, of course. I'm sneaking <laughs> my balls out. If you're going to Chile. It might be a little harder. Take the footballs yeah. with you wherever you go, Cash. Uh, what's exactly. the longest field goal you have ever kicked in a game? In a game, the farthest I've attempted is a 47. <laughs> we never needed to kick that much with Jacob Conover and Gunnar Romney on offense. Fair enough. So, Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about Gunnar in a moment. But uh, kind of, what's your range, and uh, can you can you kick off as well? Can you punt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my range, I'm very comfortable from 50, 55 in. I can hit that pretty much any time. And kickoffs, since the new rule has changed, I can. I have three different kickoffs. I have my high, I have deep, and just a mid-range. So I can kick off all two and punting. I'm, I can punt, but I'm always going to compete where any spot, so we'll see how that turns out. At what point did you realize in your growing up years that you were good at kicking a football? (laughs) That was probably my freshman year, I'd say. I started out playing three sports, soccer, baseball, and football, and I stuck to kicking on football. And then it started getting serious when I, I got brought up to varsity as a freshman and just started liking it, started falling in love with just kicking. So I just ended up sticking to that after my junior year, just staying with football. And it's been a big step. We're talking with Cash Peterman on BYU Sports Nation, kicker for BYU football, who will go on a mission first. Why do you like the pressure of that moment and and being a kicker, knowing that either you're the hero or you're the most hated man in the stadium? You you gotta love that when you sign up for the job. You know you're you only get like three or four tries a game, and hoping that it's the one try. I I'm the one running down to the coach saying, "Come on, coach, we're in range. Give me the give me the field <laughs> So you get to yeah, the 38, and you're like, I- "I'm ready. Let's go." Yeah, exactly. First down. Let's kick it. We got three points. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the points now. Okay, uh, you were high school teammates with Gunnar Romney. A lot, a lot of people know Gunnar, are excited about Gunnar coming to BYU at wide receiver. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Gunnar Romney that you know and what he can do for BYU. Yeah, Gunnar Romney, is a, he's a dog. All he does, he's a hard worker, always training, and like he's a very competitive person. Me, and, me, him, and Jake are always over at my house playing ping pong, golf, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, yeah. What do you expect him to do for BYU in his freshman campaign? I I already see him starting right away. He he already sees himself as starting right away. He wants to be a change in the program. He wants to be the big person, get all the balls, get all the touchdowns, sort of like a Matt Bushman impact this this upcoming year. There's a, there's a spot for that kind of guy, so uh, that's great news, especially after last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, is yeah. Cash a nickname or your actual name? No, yeah, that's my actual name. What's the origin of the name there? It was like my grandparents' middle name, and my parents said as they were 
trying to find a name for me. They were seeing what sounded good over the loudspeakers, and that one, I guess, stuck the best. <laughs> like at the at like the football stadium loudspeakers? Yeah, my dad was in like <laughs> in the hospital saying over the up for the field goal, Cash Peterman. Oh, I love it. He was saying for a field goal, not throwing a touchdown in that moment? He already knew you were going to be a kicker? <laughs> I guess because he, he was a kicker in his high school, too. So there you yes. go. So you were transferred. You were bred to be a kicker. Did your dad play in college? No, he just stuck to high school. Gotcha. Are you a better kicker than your dad was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've had to settle a few bets over that over the years. <laughs> <laughs> he brought out his toe-punching boot, and we went out and kicked. Wow. And he's since given up on that, yeah. That's wow. the old school approach. The old nice. Tom Dempsey toe-punching <laughs> boot. Oh, well, Tom Dempsey it. didn't have all his toes, right? That's true. <laughs> uh, Cash, now, your name is already kind of a nickname, so I'm gathering, it, it seems too obvious, but maybe I'm wrong, that your teammates, when you make a lot of field goals, would just call you Cash Money. Now, did that did it play <laughs> out that way? Yeah, it would either be cash money or just kicker. Just just by the position, you always end up just being called the kicker. The Lonesome Kicker is probably one of your favorite songs from Adam Sandler, right? Of course, of course. Which NFL kicker do you aspire to become like? Well, of course, Justin Tucker, just because of his swagger and his accuracy and strength in his leg. But my form probably most resembles Jason Myers of the Jacksonville Jaguars, so just staying as close to his form as possible. How much do you study a guy's form? <laughs> I have over probably 10 hours of film on my phone from just all different kickers. There's always little things you can take from someone else to make yourself better, so that's what I'm trying to do. 10 hours, so you have the 256 gig. That's good to know. Uh, do you hope... <laughs> yeah. Do you hope to go to the BYU-Arizona game on September 1st? Or you said August. You want to leave before then and get back to fall camp? Yeah, I'm hoping I can see at least one game before I head out. And so, yeah. It's like two hours away from your house, dude. Yeah, make a quick drive down. Let's go. Good way to be sent off on a mission. And just get in Kalani Satake's ear and be like, hey, listen, like I I will make field goals. Just find a way to the side (laughs) and remind him. Mm-hmm. What, what, walk on kickers against Arizona have done well recently. That's Jake Oldroyd. Yeah, it was a good, good time. <laughs> yeah. Cash, great to talk to you, man. Uh, we love the swagger and the confidence uh, that you bring. We look forward to more videos, and uh, we'll be following your career as you advance on a mission and whatnot. So thanks, thanks for the time. All right, thank you. Cash Peterman on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Straight cash, homie. I'm, I'm good from 55 and in. I like the moxie. BYU's needed this kind of guy. Skylar Southam was an All-American kicker. Wasatch up the road in Heber. Hopefully he can be a guy that's a weapon. So BYU gets in inside the 40-yard line that they can attempt with good weather. Yes. Field goals and score. Like, I'm telling you, there's a distinct difference between what Utah's been able to do in BYU based on one position, and it's place kicker. A guy that wants to kick that's saying, hey, we're – we're uh, within 55. Like, let's take the guaranteed points. Like, and that kicker, you, that, that coach then saying, shut up, kicker. <laughs> you want a kicker that feels that way. Like, I'm going to, I'm guaranteeing you yes, three points. Yes, those points. Why I, are we going for it on fourth and seven? From the 43. I'm guaranteeing you three points. Yeah, well, from the 43, you'd want to go. But BYU's had to get inside the, th- like, the 28 
Let's see. What's the longest field goal? It's been like a 47-yarder. Red Alden. So you had to get to the 30? Come on. Fresno State. I think it was like 46, right? You got to. Yeah. So the 29, really? You got to be able to get to like the 35 to 28 and be able to score. Do it. Coming up, the compelling story of hurdler Scott Meekham, who ran the fifth fastest time in the country this year in the 400 hurdles this season for his ailing sister. And... Avengers Infinity War in 12 seconds or less. It's a movie review unlike any other. Plus, your headlines and responses to today's Twitter question in the voice of the nation. This is BYU Sports Nation. We just talked to Cash Peterman from Arizona. We're going to be in Arizona, Mesa, this Saturday, 2 to 4 Eastern Time, live at the Pioneer Park in Mesa, Arizona. It's BYU Fan Fest, 11 to 1 local, 2 to 4 Eastern. Come hang out with us in person or on the telly this Saturday in Mesa. We'll be there. It'll be nice and warm as well. BYU Sports Station Looking friends. Looking up the weather right now. Welcome back. Wherever and however you are connected in Radio Vision, we are live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Of course, we're on demand anytime, anywhere. Okay. Like 100 degrees Saturday. Yeah, baby! <laughs> This, Woo! this is nothing we haven't dealt with. We dealt with 100 degrees in Corona, California. Was it 100? Yes. We were shaded. That was nice. And we will be shaded. In I appreciated Arizona. the eight people fanning us the entire two hours as well. That was greatly appreciated. And the uh, ice-cold Coca-Colas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we can say that. <laughs> At the time, we, At were, that like, time it was, we were like, oh, we don't have the taboo. Yeah. 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 Hey, we now present some of today's top BYUSN stories. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Former BYU linebacker Fred Warner is now a member of the San Francisco 49ers, going as the sixth pick of the third round, number 70 overall in the 2018 NFL Draft on Friday. Warner, the first player selected in this year's draft from a program in Utah. With his selection, he becomes... The fourth Cougar linebacker and 16th BYU defender to be selected in one of the opening three rounds of the annual NFL Draft. Congratulations, Fred. A number of other Cougars signed free agent deals, including Jonah Treneman with the Cardinals, Tomasi Lalule with the Colts, Micah Hanneman with the Browns, Tijon Cromo was invited to the Titans minicamp, as well as Tanner Baldry with the Browns. Kind of made me think this morning, who's the next guy? Who's the next guy to be drafted from BYU that's in Tomorrow's what's trending. the program right now? Former BYU basketball guard Nick Emery announces his intentions to return to BYU for the 2018-19 season on Twitter. Emery says he is back and better. The Cougars hope so after losing Elijah Bryant, who is foregoing his senior season and pursuing a professional career. And BYU men's volleyball players listed among the nation's best in today's AVCA All-American teams. Brendan Sander, first-team All-American for the second time in his career. Gabby Garcia Fernandez on the second team. He's also the ABCA National Newcomer of the Year. Very cool. Leo Durkin and Price Jarman honorably mentioned. So much honor in that mention. And the Cougars await the winner of Harvard and UCLA Thursday in the national semifinals at UCLA. Furthering the point that when you have a lot of good players, typically your team will do some good things at the highest level. If there was a volleyball draft, I think there'd be multiple picks. Jeremy, I have to admit, I am really excited about... The following 12-second movie review, which I have not seen This is is a spoiler-free review, okay? It's just a general review, so don't turn it off if you haven't seen it. Avengers Infinity War in a dozen seconds. Hit the clock. 
This had a lot of hype to it, and it should. There have been 18 movies building up to this one. I love the balance of storyline, characters, humor, terror, and excitement. It's a quality part one of two for Infinity War. I loved it. Go see this movie. And I will go see this movie. You should. It's you just should a matter see, of when. You should see Black Panther before. Yes. Yeah, as well. I have to, right? To yes. fully appreciate. Yes. Black Panther's good, dude. On a scale of Jay Keeps to Jimmer Fredette, that's kind of the, the scale here, okay? Quality part one of two. There's, there's two. So next summer, there's part two, okay? Uh, on a scale of Jay Keeps to Jimmer Fredette, this is 1983 Steve Young, okay? Oh! This is, this is up there. It's not the greatest quarterback in BYU ever, if you will. But it's pretty darn close. Uh, one really, of the greatest seasons really yes. that a quarterback ever yes. had. I would say that Ty's Heisman year is number one. I say I would say that Jim McMahon's 1980 is number two, the first 4,000 passing yard season in NCAA history. And you could argue that Steve Young's uh, 83 was number Finished three. second in the Heisman voting in 1983. To Mike Rozier? Yes, the running back from Nebraska. Yeah, so it's, it's really stinking good. Go you want to know why... BYU won the national championship in 1984 because they were on the radar because of everything that the 83 team did. Now, I could argue against that. BYU started unranked. Like, I feel you, but BYU started unranked. In fact, it wasn't until 2010 when uh, a a uh, Auburn team went from unranked to ranked. They were the first team since Unranked Brigham. to national champions. Sorry, unranked to national champs. Yeah. And that's what uh, BYU did in 84. When you don't return the quarterback, it changes things, right? Point being, a f- Avengers Infinity War compared to 1983 Steve Young. Yeah. Yeah, you've just – I you I now want to see it even more. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, it took a Ryan Pugh-led Auburn team as the center. Who is now the offensive line coach at BYU. And some quarterback, right? And then there was a quarterback who was the number one pick. BYU Sports Nation, assemble. For Voice of the Nation. This is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Question of the day. What do you expect out of Fred Warner in his rookie season with the 49ers? At Lasersheep tweets in, I expect him to be under the radar in year one, but I could see him being a quiet contributor that sticks in the league for a long time. Nothing crazy expected here. Hashtag slow and steady wins the race. Now, when you're the first defensive player drafted by an organization... They expect you to contribute soon, I think. It's hard to stay under the radar. I, I don't think that Fred Warner can be under the radar, even if he wanted to be, because of how all of this played out. Like He's, he's not a submarine. He's the guy. Yeah. He's the first defensive player selected by the franchise. Yeah, I, I expect him to have an impact right away. Like I expect Fred to have like 30-plus tackles... Force at least a turnover or two this season. Have a play that we're like, dude, did you see the play Fred Warner had? Like, I ex- I expect quality from Fred quickly. John Lynch expects quality from Fred Warner he, too. He's, he's a defensive a- star. Yes, John Lynch is the GM, and he was a beast defensively as a safety. He appreciates a guy like they, Fred Warner. He just joined a six and ten team. Okay, this team's looking for young, athletic. Cheap, good players. Fred Warner is that player, okay? Fred Warner is going to jump in and have an impact. Now, how? I'm not saying he's going to be a starter and all pros. I'm not saying that. He's going to be a good player, I think, quickly. There's an opportunity here. At Twiggy or Stone, to learn the NFL system, I think it takes time for players to adjust and get the feel of the NFL game. 
I think we'll start to see solid contributions from him in his second year. This is a team that wasn't good last year. They had a really strong finish where they went five, six in a row. I, it's not like he's joining the Patriots and he's just going to be like, so what's going on, guys? What's the playbook? Like, he's going he's gonna to jump in. He's going to jump in headfirst into the deep end. I'm not saying he's the starter, but he's going to start at least a game or two this year. Contributions man. will happen in year one. Yes. Undefined contributions. Weigh in on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUSN. We'll read your responses later in the show. And on the way, it's always good to have an Olympian, Jerem. Yes, it is. National champion Olympian Ed Eyestone on the success of his team at the Robinson Invitation over the weekend. We were there. Plus, what made one of the track stars tear up after he put together one of the best races of the year for BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougars of Brigham play at Cal, who's in fifth place in the Pac-12, tomorrow on BYU Radio at 10 Eastern time. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU track and field head coach Ed Eyestone is always a gem. You never know quite what you're going to get from Ed. Oh, I know. It's quality. National champion, Olympian, and he has coached a bunch of national champions and Olympians as well. Ed Eyestone also happened to be in charge of, to a degree, the Robinson Invitational on Saturday. Oh, he's the boss. Yeah. Working on that tan. And doing some work while he's at it. BYU track and field into the top ten at number eight last week. They hope to climb even higher. Here is our two-on-one with the BYU track and field head coach. Ed, how's your tan after uh, a great weekend at the Robinson Invitational? You know what? I'm happy to have a tan on a day like today since about half the time it's raining sideways at this home meet. So, yeah, this has been a phenomenal uh, weekend for us. And any time we get the good weather like this, we're, we're just happy. We don't complain about the sun. Isaac Wood, the director of ops, told me there's the mo- you have the most athletes you've ever had at this uh, Invitational. What's it like to uh, host the biggest Robinson Invitational ever? I, you know what? It's fun. It's fun because I think the word is out that when we do get good weather, this is a good place to come and get regional marks and, and do season best marks. I think that we've seen that with our team. We found over the years that when the athlete, athletes can sleep in their own beds and get up in the morning and come to the track where they do all their working out, that they can have great performances, and we saw that today. Your team jumped 17 spots in the rankings, up to number eight. (laughs) If Uh, we could only do that again, it would be minus five. (laughs) We'll hope for that. Uh, What was the best thing you saw from your your top ten track and field team this weekend? Um, What I saw was people, many people who already have regional marks, improving on those regional marks. We We saw Scott Meekum in the 400 meter hurdles post i think a number five nation time in in that nice big pr for him that's going to give him some great uh positivity going into the uh first round of the ncaa's uh he's he's a guy who's can can score some points for us at the national meet so we're very excited about him andrea stapleton had a phenomenal day in the high jump uh jumping over six feet uh she was very excited and what you want this time of year is you want positive things happening. You want to have season best performances, and we saw a lot of that. 
She jumps over six feet. It's, is it any coincidence that she was on the show, on Ed, the show. and received the we, BYU Sports we, Nation we karma? We played a role. Uh, you know, we have yeah. about 50-plus uh, regional qualifiers. Can we all just have them come <laughs> in right before the national championship meet? That would yeah. be helpful. That's like me blessing all my groceries so I don't have to do it individually. I don't know if it works that way, Ed. Uh, the weather, it's been kind of warm. What, what's been favorable for some events but maybe a little too hot for others? Well, you know what? Um, I think our longer-distance people, uh, we got the work done at meets down at sea level where it has been ideal conditions. So really, as warm as it is, it really wasn't that extreme for, you know, the longest that we had people really going for hard marks in was probably the mile. And even at that, it probably wasn't too hot for it. So so we'll take it. Um, you know, it got a little breezy, but uh, quite frankly, that maybe helped us run some a uh, little bit faster times in some of the sprints. It wasn't over the legal allowable, so you'd love that 2.0 wind. Um, so really, I just have to say it, it was a darn good weekend for us. What level of competition is your team competing against at the Robison? Well, Robinson, we get the best of the local schools, and I think uh, individually you can look at it event to event. Southern Utah has some great middle distance, uh, as does Utah State. Uh, and then in the shorter sprints, we get, we get you know, individuals from the various big sky schools or the other schools that come to this that can push our athletes. And I think uh, it helps our athletes focus, uh, and it helps our athletes kind of reach down. But there's not this unsurmountable pressure knowing that they're necessarily going against uh, – you know, Olympic caliber uh, athletes. Speaking of an Olympic caliber athlete, there was the uh, the gold medalist uh, for the long jump. Jeff Henderson was here. That's a unique part of track, right? You don't yeah. see like Dwayne Wade hanging out at the Marriott Center. No, that is that is cool, and I think we're we're grateful to have Mr. Henderson on the track for us. And he certainly jumped over what twenty seven feet. So that's <laughs> that was some serious hops, and I think in that case that was a that was just an eye opener experience because sometimes our athletes kind of you know we're jumping twenty four twenty five feet, we think that's plenty, and then we see the Olympic champion, and and we go okay, yeah, there's there's more room for improvement out there so yeah when, when we get the occasional olympic caliber athlete here that just pushes our athletes that much more i heard people joking that the altitude is the reason that uh, jeff henderson is able oh, to uh, jump over the pit R- really though when you compare an event like that at sea level compared to altitude how much how much of a difference are we really talking about uh, minimal although you saw back in uh when the 1968 when mexico city hosted we saw a slew of world records go by the way so there is something significant with that but i think a lot of it's just kind of mental attitude coming into it and uh again we're, we were happy to have mr henderson on our track ed congratulations on uh, jumping into the top 10 rankings and working on that tan you look fabulous thank you we will try to move it up into the top five hopefully i think with with some of our great performances that we had uh today and yesterday i think we may move up a little, a little bit thank you the head coach of byu track and field ed i stone who told us a bunch of things he also referenced scott meekham who at one point stopped competing to focus on school Men getting ready for med school he missed it, got back into it, and then, as we just, again, heard from Ed, pulled off the fifth fastest time in the entire country in the 400-meter hurdles. He also had some added motivation for that run. Really cool story. Listen to this. On the day that you're sick, <laughs> you run the fifth fastest time in the country. How how does that happen? Well, I've, I've been sick the last three days, but I slept a lot yesterday and last night. So I woke up this morning and I felt okay. I wasn't sure if I was going to run. Um, but, you know, I wasn't sure how fast I was going to run and I wasn't feeling too motivated. But then 
I started thinking, I have a sister who used to run, and she's, uh, she's had some tough times. And I was thinking, you know, I'll run this race for my sister, Elsha Meekum. And uh, I think that's what made me run fast today because um, it just felt different. So, yeah. When you finished the race, did you realize it was different? Um, I was just glad I finished. You know, I wasn't sure how fast I ran. My last two hurdles weren't even that good, but I had a great first through seven, and I just I just gave it everything I had, and I figured it'd be decent. Very cool. The ability to dig down and find motivation on a personal level to go out and compete in an event like that, I, I'm intrigued by stuff like that. Yeah, everyone has different motivations for why they do things, and on Saturday it happened to be Scott Meekham's sister, Alicia, who's gone through hard times. But that entire event, by the way, is awesome. So Scott Meekham has a, a tremendous performance. We mentioned gold medalist Jeff Henderson's there in the he long jumped jump. almost over the entire pit, people. It was <laughs> like bizarre. Yeah, it, it was wild. There's some other great performances. Well, I outline those coming up in the whip. But cool event. It was cool to be out there uh, with BYU Track and Field, who the men's team is top ten. The women are really good as well. So congratulations to everybody. And it's a regional event. There's Utah and Idaho State and Southern Utah, and we were staying in Utah Valley. So it's, it's cool to have everybody there. And, and like you said, you can't beat that view. You cannot beat that view. An underrated event. It was awesome. Yeah. It's fun to be there. Hey, coming up, where former BYU football players were drafted and signed in case you missed. And more reaction to our question of the day. What do you expect out of Fred Warner in his rookie season in the Bay Area with the San Francisco 49ers? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Cash Peterman and Ed Stone. If you missed any of this show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, you laugh, you lose, with the BYU softball team in another episode of Between the Lines. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner drafted by the 49ers in the third round and 70th overall in the 2018 NFL Draft on Friday. Warner becomes the fourth BYU linebacker and 16th defensive player taken in the first three rounds of the draft. A handful of Cougars signed free agent deals, including Jonah Trinneman with the Arizona Cardinals, Tomasi Lalile with the Indianapolis Colts, Micah Hanneman with the Cleveland Browns, T. John Karoma invited to the Titans minicamp, as well as Tanner Baldurie, a minicamp invite with the Cleveland Browns, and the Browns have cut Kai Nakua on top of all of that. Men's basketball. Yeah, that's great news. Nick Emery announced on Twitter he plans to return to BYU for this season. Now that is great news. Track and field. Olympian Jeff Henderson broke BYU's track and field long jump complex record in the Robison Invitational Saturday with a jump of 8.44 meters. I'd be ticked if I was the previous record holder. Really? We let the gold medal guy in here to break my record? He's not even at BYU. Everybody was clap. Every time he would yeah, jump, they'd all fun. clap like simultaneously. Really cool. <laughs> Nine Cougars, by the way, hit regional marks in the Robison. Andrea Stapleton-Johnson, leveraging the BYU Sports Nation karma, broke her previous record in the high jump at six feet. She cleared it. Nice. Ashton Reiner threw the javelin 52.37 meters for the second best in BYU history. And Scott Meekham, man, we just heard from, ran the fifth best 
time in the country in the 400-meter hurdles and fifth fastest time at BYU ever. Well done. Baseball. The Cougars lost to San Diego 11-6 on Friday, some post-game theatrics as well, and 9-5 on Saturday. Softball. The opportunities are getting thin for yeah, BYU baseball. Yeah, I'm starting to sweat about BYU baseball right now. BYU softball sweeping St. Mary's. 13-1 win on Saturday. The Cougars scored those 13 runs on 11 hits, stole four bases in five innings while holding the Gales to four hits. Due to the NCAA eight-run rule, it ends rule. in mercy fashion. I love it, mercy. Cougars play Southern Utah tonight in Cedar City at 8 Eastern. Volleyball. The ABCA All-American teams are out. Brendan Sanders is on the first team for the second time in his career. Gabi Garcia-Fernandez is on the second as well as being named National Newcomer of the Year. Leo Durkin and Price Jarman were honorably mentioned, whatever that means. The Cougars await the winner of Harvard and UCLA on Thursday in the national semifinals at UCLA. Football. WalterFootball.com ranked all of the 2019 NFL draft quarterback prospects. Tanner Mangum comes in at number 18 really? on that list. Wow, okay. Cougars in the minors. Colton Mahoney pitched three innings. He gave up three hits and two earned runs as the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp beat the Pensacola Blue Wahoos in double A. <laughs> Taylor Cole pitched one and a third, gave up a hit, struck out three batters. The Salt Lake Bees beat the El Paso Chihuahuas in AAA baseball. Maverick Buffo earned a win over the weekend, pitched five innings, gave up three hits, four in runs, and struck out four as the Class A Lansing Lugnuts beat the West Michigan Whitecaps. Tennis. I just keep hearing Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Blue Wahoos. We gotta hurry up, first man. First rate doubles here. duo of senior Macy Jones and freshman Anastasia Abram... <laughs> Abramia? Abramia. <laughs> You okay Sorry. there? It's yes. an emotional thing, I know. We're named West Coast Conference All-WCC Doubles Honorable Mention and both individually received All-WCC Singles Honorable Mention as well. And the two-seed men's tennis uh, fell to LMU in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies named the EuroLeague MVP of the month. Averaged 17.2 points per game in April while helping lead Zalgiris to the Final Four. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Scott Meekham, 400 hurdles, fifth fastest time of BYU ever and in the country. Nice. Did it while he was sick, no Very less. Cool. What do you expect out of Fred Warner in his rookie season with the 49ers? Our elite voice of the day from Matt Tyson Peterson. When Tom Holo played defense for the Niners, he played in 16 games his rookie year, got a fumble recovery. He went on to help the 49ers in three Super Bowls. I expect nothing less from Fred. That sounded like Kai to me, not Fred. <laughs> played in all the games. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremy. Shout out to Alan Boardman. Punt away!